Gamecock Nation. Welcome to the Cocky on Saturday podcast. I'm your host, James Beal, class of 2018, former student manager, and there's nothing I love more than talking some Gamecock football. Let's go. The Cocky on Saturday podcast is back, and boy, are we ready for some football. Just 51 days away from kickoff in Charlotte against UNC. It is time. I hope everybody's had a great summer, but it is time to focus on the fall because it is just around the corner. Cocky on Saturday podcast is here to take you up into the season and all the way through it. Next couple weeks here, be ready for a weekly episode. Today, we are mainly focusing I more so high level about this game cock team, sort of getting back, bring everybody up to speed as we're looking just a little bit more than 50 days out from the season. But the upcoming weeks, we're going to be breaking down the individual positions. Next week, we will start with the offense, following into the defense the following week, and a little bit of special teams. And then we'll ultimately get into our predictions, both individual player predictions, season predictions, matchup predictions, everything you guys want to hear. We were pretty on target last year. I don't want to pat my own back too much, but I was hammering the over on our win total for the season. Of course, we did shatter that, at least on a Vegas level. Exceeded probably some national expectations, but had a lot of faith in that Gamecock team. Of course, a lot of things have changed from last year. We've lost a number of key pieces on defense, but ultimately, our QB1's back, Juice is back. There are a lot of things to be excited about, and I cannot wait for the start of the season here. I do want to start on this opener here. Once again, we are starting the season not too far from home, not at, not on the road, but at a neutral site over at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, maybe only an hour and a half north of here in Columbia. But I do have to ask, do people like that Charlotte game? I, I know that's a little bit of a weird question. I, I know it's cool to have the exposure in the city. There's a lot of great bars around. You go to South End, go to the breweries. It, it's a fun time. It, it's certainly a different type of event. But to be honest with you, I'm getting a little sick of these Charlotte games. I, I can't necessarily put my finger on it. But there's just something off. It doesn't feel like a college football environment. I I know that makes sense at its core. You know, we're not playing on the road. But it sort of just feels very almost suit-like. I You know, I, there's not quite the build-up, at least in my opinion, to the game as much. Obviously, it's the opener. We want to go there. We want to have a great time. We want to come out with a win. But... <laughs> I'm honestly way more excited for week two against Furman at home, a much lesser opponent. But to be at Willie B, be in that stadium, be in a true college football environment, that's really the game I'm looking forward to. I'll be there in Charlotte. Hey, I'm going to enjoy myself. But it just doesn't quite have that same camaraderie. And I, I, this UNC team, you know, I know Drake May is back this year. Every draft board has him up towards the top, probably right behind Caleb Williams. But I'm also kind of sick of playing UNC. I, we've been owning this matchup against UNC time and time again across all sports. 
at we are the better Carolina. I know that's the homer side of me. I, I do want to make sure we come out with a win. I don't want to get too cocky. It should be a, a pretty close game. But ultimately, for me, it's a business trip. Get up there. Get the win. Come back home. Let's start the season. Let's have some fun at that point. With all that said, you know, still going to be there at the game, as I said. Enjoy your time in South End. Enjoy Charlotte. Enjoy the city. But, you know, we don't have the quite the same tailgates. We don't have this quite the same pregame. You know, it is a neutral site. but So we don't even really see the true road environment either. I, You know, it will be nationally televised. There's a lot of pluses about that. Great exposure potentially for this Gamecock squad, for Spencer Rattler. You know, let's just make sure we go up to Charlotte, get that win, get on home, and we'll go from there. And I'll add one more thing, and I was uh, wondering if I should bring this one up. But I cannot stand UNC fans. They have basketball. They have a lot of history on the basketball side and a couple other sports. Football, man, they act like they are a blue blood in football as well. They act; Those fans act like they're Alabama. I... I travel to a lot of Gamecock games on the road, and for whatever reason, the UNC fans are right up there with some of the worst fans I've interacted with, trying to walk up the stairs after that last loss in Charlotte. I mean, I just remember walking up the stairs, leaving my seat after the game. I always stay all the way through the game, and some UNC fan tried to shove me in the shoulder. (laughs) Like, come on, guys. I'm there trying to enjoy a game. We're not even necessarily in a hostile environment everybody's there just you know nice seats it's an nfl stadium costs a little bit more to get in which i'm not a huge fan of but why why are we doing that why are we trying to rub it in or you know try to be excuse my language be an asshole you gotta just let people walk out the stadium you know a loss is a loss you know maybe yell something their way there's no reason for physical contact. And then on my way out of the stadium, we're driving, and there's UNC fans trying to fight Gamecock fans. UNC fans look like they're instigating it. And and things happen in college football. I'm not shy to that. And an SEC stadium, certainly expect it. Uh, but it's, it's a little bit childish, honestly. These UNC fans need to check themselves. They're not a football program. They might be having a decent run, but in the grand scheme of things, they can't go toe-to-toe with any of the powerhouses in college football. And that's not to say, you know, we're necessarily on that level. I'm not calling us a powerhouse by any means. I just need to get that off my chest. A little bit of a bone to pick with UNC there, but even more so, Gamecocks go up to Charlotte, kick their ass, and let's come out with a dub, return home to Willie B., and then we'll get the season started. And really, the last thing I want to touch on today, for those of you that are plugged into Twitter, to SEC Twitter, Gamecock Twitter, what have you, I'm sure you all have heard of Big Game Boomer. I know his list can get very controversial at times. I'm actually a huge fan. I think he's very plugged into the landscape. I think some of uh, the graphics and tweets are to get a rise out of people. But overall, the guy has a pretty good hand on the pulse of college football. And so the list I saw today, it was looking at the top 50 best college football players individually, uh, just in the SEC And of course, always happy to see some Gamecocks up there. And I don't know if I'm surprised or this should be expected. 
I was a little bit surprised to be honest, but he has juice at number five uh, in the top five players in the SEC, certainly showing him a lot of love on a personal level. That's where I think he should be. Wasn't actually aware that he was getting that much national love. And so that's great to see number five. I I think the first wide receiver on the list, if I'm not mistaken, I, I see Bowers at number one, obviously a tight end there. But that's pretty cool to see that we have that receiver threat. It just feels like that next guy in line, you know, going back, you know, Pharaoh, Debo, Brian Edwards, Juice Wells. And here we are. I, I'm excited for that. Awesome for him to be coming back to campus for this season. You know, running it back with his teammate, Spencer Rattler there. The ultimate duo. Rattler falls at 33 on the list here probably fair. I actually think, you know, we all know the potential is through the roof. I think by the end of the season, that's a top 20 player in the SEC. And that's being nice about it. I think he'd be a lot higher than that. I w- it was awesome to see Tonka at number 30 on that list. Tonka again, some real, real love. A guy that was sort of buried in the depth chart as recent, even coming into last season and then every time he touched the field he just made something good happen so i'm super pumped about him getting to that point getting the appreciation might bode well for his future past carolina uh local state kid from conway south carolina went to conway high school super pumped about what he can do this season especially after some of those d line exits off the tail end of last year and then rounding out the list, you see Eamon Worry at 45 and Dial at 50. So again, some love in the secondary there. That safety unit is one of the strongest coming into the season. I think that's going to be a backbone of our defense. Those safeties and then obviously Tonka up front. We need a lot of other contributors to come up big this year. That's not going to be enough to get the job done. But it's awesome to see them ranking up Big Game Boomers list in the top 50 of SEC players. Excited to see what they can do this season. And that's all I really want to get into here today. Make sure to stay tuned for next week's episode. We will be deep diving the offensive unit and what to expect this season moving forward. And I don't know about you, but I'm starting to get that itch for that Gamecock football. Just a little bit more than 50 days away. It is right around the corner, and I'll see you guys next week. Go Cox!